Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. You are listening to Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. The show is every Thursday at 7, right here on Seattle Sports. Seven Kim broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. He's back, the star of the show. Oh, yeah. The guy everybody comes to see, my guy, Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Moyer. How you doing, man? I was a little jealous the last couple of weeks. I was seeing some of the tweet, or I guess it's X now. I don't know what we call it anymore. But, uh, and then, you know, thanks, uh, B. Walt, for, for filling in here. And, but, yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's your baby, you yeah. know. And you and I have been doing this for a while. So thank you. Good, good to be back and uh, good to see some friendly faces. Missed you, my, my man. So he's got the nice, bright, lime green thing there so he's got to make sure you see him i also needed to make sure that we had won a game before i came back I, yeah I, paul I knew he goes look man <laughs> i ain't showing up for losses no he's a winner he shows up for Amen, wins brother. and it, speaking of that like how crazy a week right after the first week we're thinking what is going on with this team what are we going to do right yeah the rams come in to lumen something we haven't been accustomed to the last few years teams coming into lumen and just doing their thing and we're scratching our heads. We're saying, what's going on? We're listening to Pete Carroll. He goes, look, maybe I amped up the situation too much. Maybe our guys weren't ready. You're going at halftime. You're up. You come out in the second half. You only get 14 plays offensively. The Rams did a good job. You got to tip your cap to the Rams because we know that they play us tough. So then the second week comes around, and we look like offensively the team that we thought we were. Geno Smith has himself a day. He goes for 328 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, Tyler Lockett, reintroduces himself to the nation seems like every year he has to do it but when you look at week one Moyer you look at week two what stands out to you and by the way realtor Tyler Lockett I just was listening that he sold uh, DK Metcalf his house did he yeah and I don't it was probably I, I heard some numbers three million plus not that Tyler needs the money but uh, that's a good nice little payday um, <laughs> I look whether they were ready or not the first week I, I think they were ready. We, we were up at half, 13 to 7. We played pretty well. Matter of fact, we probably should have been up 20 to 6. Right. Um, there was a lot of youth um, mistakes along the way, and I, I won't call all those out. And I just think it was just that transformation. And, you know, Bobby Wagner grabbed them, you know, on Wednesday's practice, and I think it was just it's attention to detail. Stop playing this game like you're playing in the backyard. You're not. This is professional football. Get lined up. Get ready. Stop playing around in disguise and stuff. Stafford knows. I mean, if anybody's watched Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron goes, I know when you're coming. I know when you're not going to blitz, right? So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so Stafford's the same way. I mean, this guy's a 15-, 16-year veteran. You're a young guy pretending you're going to blitz on second and 18, no. and you're sitting the slot guys out there, and he looks and he goes, I'm just going to throw a quick pass and we're going to pick up 12 yards or 15 yards. All of a sudden, now it's down to the one-yard line. There was just a lot of that, and I think they made those corrections going into the game against Detroit. If you told me today we're one and one, I'm good. I didn't think it would be in that order. Uh, I think the Rams were obviously much better than we all anticipated. Great game plan. Second half, for whatever reason, just throw it away. It was just a bad second half. A lot of mistakes, a uh, bunch of three and outs. We didn't convert defensively on third downs that was you know it was just a bad one of the worst second halves as a team I can remember they, and this is what I love about Pete Carroll and the Seahawks is they do throw it away 
go into a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, Detroit had just beat the defending Super Bowl champs on Thursday night. It wasn't the real team. Uh, yeah, Chris Jones was yeah, out. Kelsey yeah, was that's out. That's the asterisk thing. I'm just saying, you know, I got to yeah. be devil's advocate sometimes. You know what I'm saying. But it was whatever that asterisk was, they went on the Still road matters. into I Kansas mean, City and beat won. Patrick Mahomes, who's, right. you know, I don't care how. He, there's a few quarterbacks in this league that can win with not a, a superior team. He's one of those. And look, they had, um, um, drawing a blank on my, my running back, the statue. Barry Sanders. They had Barry Sanders, uh, the statue unveiling, coming off that win. They'd won. They were the hottest team in the league last year. We thanked them to help us get into the playoffs. And I actually thought we, I don't want to say maybe dominated, but I felt we were in control of that game the whole way, even though it went into overtime. I just felt we were a better team. And it was just the way we executed on everything. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Moyer came out hot. He said, look, man, I've been chilling for two weeks, man. I got a lot I to say. I'm going to let you know how I felt, <laughs> and I miss you, and I appreciate you for that, like man. like when I come home from work. My wife, <laughs> she's hot. She wants to talk. She wants to talk. Yes. So let's keep talking then. Okay. We're just getting started. So there are some things that happened from week one to week two. The biggest thing, in my opinion, offensively was that your tackles weren't available. Went all last year with Abe Lucas ready to go, with Charles Cross ready to go, and now you got to sub some guys in. Stone Forsyth. I want to say this. Uh, I want to tip my cap to the the draft class of 2021. All right, only have right, three. Give it to me. Only have three. Yeah, Stone Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah, D. Eskridge. Yeah, Trey Brown. Two of those guys played a lot in this game yeah. against the Detroit Lions. Stone Forsyth being one of them. Um, and then we had Jake Curran, who Big Ray really likes. I was concerned about pass pro. When I looked at that very first series, they came out and protected those guys with the tight ends. Mm. Man, we weren't Early. talking much about uh, the right and left tackle. No, I, look, the, the heat, uh, heat, I, look, I felt like Shane Waldron needed to do a better job of creating opportunities uh, against the Rams. They, they, they kind of knew what we were going to do. I mean, they really did. I mean, they were even pointing things out, and they really they, they jumped our routes. Um, I thought he did a much better job of freeing guys up, and I thought the game plan was brilliant the way they did it. Uh, Geno Smith, I, I was, you know, I, I said he has to throw contested passes. You can't wait for them to be open all the time. And he did that in this game. He made some really tough throws. And more importantly, we talked about uh, Jake Curran, who, who really played well. But the, I thought the tempo was set early on when uh, Will Disley, Uncle Will, man, he they, they kind of chipped on it. Hutchinson, and it was a big time Got him in hit. the ribs. Oh, man. And I thought that, well, it didn't completely slow him down because I thought Hutchinson still played well. He just did, wasn't productive. But I'm going to go right to Geno Smith. Geno Smith was brilliant last week. When he felt pressure, the ball was out. You know, so it felt like the protection was awesome all the time. And it was pretty good. But it wasn't perfect all the time. Uh, he made it perfect. And that's what a great quarterback can do. Right. But Jake Curran played fantastic. Stone, Foresight, who I think has one of the coolest names. First name, <laughs> Stone. I mean, Stone. I mean, that's just a cool name. He played really well. He actually passed protect fantastic so uh, good game plan I mean we needed uh, K9 to play well he played well we needed DK to come up with some big plays he came up with big plays most underrated guy in the NFL in Tiger Lockett he came up big and I thought the defense played big in in big moments 
So we're, we're talking about Gino and how we felt he had a good game. There was a moment late in the game where mm. everybody is losing their you-know-what. They're you talking about. you want to tell about them what we were doing? What, what we were doing. We were, all right, so this, let me paint the picture for you. <laughs> Away games, we're at the radio station, and we watched the game in a, a glass office, right? If you guys could see us in this office, we are emotional. Right now, you know, we're, we're composed. Got Moye with his legs crossed and stuff. We're talking to you. But if you guys can see us during this game, every emotion you feel, we feel, and we are just over-exaggerating that stuff. We saw the sack by Gino, and we're losing our minds because we don't know what's going on on the back end of that. All you see is the, the box and what's going on within maybe 10 or 15 yards. And um, after the game, I heard Gino's explanation of why he did that. And it made me feel better about the situation because there was a plan. But in the moment, it looked like Gino was just running for his life. He had no plan to throw the football down the field. But after listening to him, I go, okay, I can accept it. I don't like it, no, I but, I, like but it. I can accept it. Yeah, I, I didn't love the answer. But you didn't love the answer? No, I what, didn't What love did it. you like about the answer? I, I mean, look, I, I got that he was thinking through it. Uh, so here's the thing. If you've ever uh, done, like, securities tests, so uh, if you've gone through a Series 7 test, if you're in financial financial world, they do a thing called what's the best answer, not the right answer. What's the best answer? It wasn't the best answer was my point. Was I go, <laughs> I get what he was thinking through. I go, but in that situation, you can't take a 17-yard sack and be backed up when they're down three. I get the time and all that. What I really thought about is, man, these quarterbacks have a lot going on. Yep. He's thinking about it. He, so in his, he's actually processing this as he's starting to run. What I didn't like was you're, he tucked you're, it. you're tucking the ball now, man. I go, 17 yards loss is probably worse than the time uh, at that point. That was all. But I was also thinking more than anything, man, these guys have a tough job because he played brilliant. Other than that play... I, maybe one other one, his decision-making was awesome. But what have you done for me lately? If he doesn't drive them down in overtime right. and score a touchdown, mm -hmm. we crucify him. <laughs> but we got a really good quarterback who makes really good decisions. That was one that uh, he probably would like to do over. Yep, he would. But you know what? He got the W, and the Hawks are 1-1, one and yeah. one, and they take on the Panthers next. So when we come back, we'll give you that Panthers preview. That is next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports. This is Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at Bellevue Collection. Every Thursday at 7, right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Paul Moyer. It's time to look at these Panthers. Now, there was a time where you felt like the Seahawks played the Panthers every year. That is now the Detroit Lions, right? So now we look at these Panthers, man. I'll give you a quick rundown on what they look like, okay? They're 0-2. When it comes to total offense, they're ranked 28th in the league, averaging 260 yards per game. They're 9th when it comes to running the ball, 127 yards per game. They are 32nd. How many teams are in the league? 32. All right, they're last when it comes <laughs> to pass offense. 133 yards per game, but that's to be expected. You have a rookie quarterback over there with no offensive line pretty much. And points per game, they are averaging 13.5. That's 30th in the league. We look at this offense, and at some point we thought we were going to see a rookie quarterback. Bryce Young, Alabama, 5'11", really 5'9". 
A buck ninety, really probably a buck seventy-five. Buck yeah, thank 80. you, buck yeah. seventy-five. You know, you know how we do. I was six one my sophomore year. I'm five eleven more. I'm five eleven. Man, that's how we, that's what we do in football. I was never six three. Nah, I was six one. Well, your 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 height's legit. You take six one. Yeah, now that three back surgeries, I'm down to six foot and a quarter. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. Well, um, I, I was hoping for Bryce. I really was. Right. You know, they're. Um, their offense has struggled. There's no question. Defensively, I'm telling you right now, I go, everybody thinks it's going to be an easy win. You know me. I, it's, I don't think Their that. defense is given. They're uh, eighth in the league on defense. Or maybe even fifth in the league on defense. They're, they're, eighth. They're, eighth overall. They're very good on defense. They, get, they have eight sacks uh, in, in two games. They've kept them in there. They're giving up 280 yards a game. They, they got some guys. They got the kid from Washington State, Luvu who's got two and a half sacks, outside linebacker, about 235 pounds, you know, not, not big, uh, quick. Uh, pro, I don't, I think he's playing inside linebacker, so I don't think Curran, Curran's not going to face a Hutchinson this week. He's going to face more of a, a smaller outside linebacker. So, you know, they're, they're, they're a very different team. They're a 3-4 defense, but they got some players in the secondary. They got good linebackers. This will be a, this will be a difficult test for our offense. All right. When we look at this defense, like you mentioned, they're ranked eighth overall, allowing 281 yards per game. When it comes to rush defense, they're 25th, 132 per game. They're allowing. We're hoping our run game gets going against this run defense. Against the pass, which has been the strength of this offense so far through two games, they are fourth in the league, allowing 149 yards per game. So. We're looking at how we should attack this, uh, this Panthers team. And offensively, I feel like you should be stubborn with the run, even though they are pretty good against the run. Actually, they're not that great against the run, 132, <laughs> 25th in the league. But I feel like you got to go at them, right? Uh, Shaq Thompson's no longer going to be there. He's done for the season. He got, he got banged up. But you mentioned Luvu, and then now you also have Burns over there as well. Against this 3-4 defense, this team that is, that is responsible for holding down the offense because of all the struggles they had, do you feel the run should be a point of emphasis early? You know, I, I was on uh, your Bob and or Wyman and Bob this afternoon, and they asked me, what's our identity? And I said, well, I know what we want to do. We want to run the football, right? We want to take some shots downfield. I mean, that's peaked uh, along the way. It's, it's evolved a little bit uh, with the quick game, because last week we had a really good quick game going, and and we did different levels, unlike the Rams. To me, we were all on one level, and so they were just jumping stuff. But I really believe, what do you want to try and take away? You want to take away the run from us? All right, do that. We'll, we'll take some shots downfield on you. You want to play cover two? You want, you wanted to go over the top, which they did a bunch with DK last week. Mm -hmm. They really said, DK, you're not going to beat us, even though he got that one down the one-yard line that opened and drive. Um, I, uh, we could do whatever. We, not, we had nine receptions from our tight ends uh, on ten. Love um, that. Uh, yeah, ten, ten targets last week. I mean, it's a, a third of our targets were to the tight ends. So if you want to take away DK and the wide receivers, we got that. If you want to try and play cover two, we'll run it. I mean, we got uh, K-9 and we got Charbonnet. We, I think we can do whatever we want. We want to play quick game. You want to play off? We'll play quick game. So we want to play action. Um, so when you ask me, let's run it. Yeah, we're always going to try to run it. And I think we'll be successful 
you know, 75, 80% of the time. Because I think we got the kind of guys up front that want to run the football. Um, and look, with Jake Curhan for sure, throw that, you know, our two you know, guards and center, I think we, we got a good running game. And we got a good mix with, with running back. So long-winded answer to your question, we're always going to try to run it. Okay. Um, but if you want, if you're determined to take that away, I'm going over the top with you. I'm going to take some big shots. And that's what I thought we did dimf- a little bit different from the first game. We, we got to get better at that. If you go look at our top 10 plays from last week, I think we only had three or four over 20 yards. Uh, Detroit had more than that uh, on us. Uh, you go to the Rams, they doubled us in, in the top 10 plays. They had like 217 yards. We had about 120, not quite double, but you, you get my point on this. We live by the big play. But if you don't, if, if you're determined you're not going to give up the big throw, we'll, we'll quit gaming all day and, and run it. So that's my long-winded answer is tell me what you want to take away. We'll do whatever we need to do. Ooh, he's saying whatever you want to do, we got to answer for it. It's pretty I, much I, what I, you're I, saying. And I do believe that. Yeah, I, I believe I'm with that you. offensively. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think you got two really good running backs back there. You have a quarterback who's more than capable. Tight ends are getting involved. We still haven't seen the best out of JSN yet, right? You got Tyler Lockett with his signature game. We're waiting on DK to have his. So let's go to the other side. All right. So we were excited. I'm thinking, look, give me a rookie quarterback all day for sure. We're going to oh, blitz no. him. We're going to disguise things. But now Andy Dalton is under center and he makes me way more nervous than Bryce Young. Why? Because I've seen Colt McCoy in a Cardinals uniform come in here as a backup and win it. I've seen Colt McCoy as a giant as a backup come in here and win it. I've seen Walford for the Rams come up in here and win it. Uh, and I think we saw Andy Dalton as a saint. Last year. <laughs> Last year, go win it. So there's something about the backup quarterbacks that, that scare me. But despite him being a backup quarterback, he has thousands of reps in this league. You compare that to a couple hundred, maybe 150 reps by Bryce Young. Why am I nervous about Andy Dalton? Well, I think what you're, why you're nervous is he's capable. Um, he's 4-1 and one versus us as, as a starter. And so that, that should make you nervous. He's not going to turn the ball over. If you go and look at what the big difference between uh, Carolina and us is, they're minus three in turnover ratio. We're plus three in turn, turnover ratio. You know, that, that's a, a huge part of it. He's capable. If you go and look at him last year when he was at New Orleans, he completed 66% of his passes. Bryce was uh, completing 59 through two games. It's a veteran guy. You're nervous because now you've got to go play well. You know Bryce Young was not going to beat us. Uh, A a rookie quarterback with a bad football team offense isn't going to beat you. A veteran, you better not turn the ball. You better play well. So now we're going, we got to play well to beat this team rather than we can slop it around and win. That's why you're nervous. And for for you... Man, you know, veteran quarterback, you're an offensive coordinator. You, you mm-hmm. want a freshman or you want a senior? I'll take that senior. All day. With limited ability. Thank you. But knows that offense. You want me. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> limited ability. That's what I want. No, more. was nice. Come on, 2 1. You tell me to do that. He was nice, 2 1. 2 1. And by the way, we'll talk about Witherspoon later, too. He's going to be a player for us. Yes, he is. We'll talk about him coming up. Hey, come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court where you have a chance to win gift cards from the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection. Tonight, the giveaway gift cards to Duke Seafood at the Lake House. When we return, we're going to talk to the running back, one of the running backs. That's DJ Dallas next right here on Hawks Live. 
Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District at the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports. This is Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with my man, Paul Moyer, every Thursday right here on Seattle Sports 710, broadcasting live from Bellevue Square Center Court. She's got a great crowd in front of us. And not, right now, we are joined by DJ Dallas. DJ, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Hey, all is well. It's a Thursday. You're taking time out of your day to holler at us, man. We appreciate you. DJ, oh, yeah, first you know, of all... Oh, man, you guys, especially as tired as you guys are, man, especially coming off a big win in Detroit. So, DJ, I'm going to ask you a, a question. I'm, this is kind of an off-the-wall uh, question, but the opening kickoff, and I always watch you on the, on the, the opening kickoff return, and it's kicked into the end zone, um, and all of a sudden one of the guys runs by you into the end zone pretty fast, and you act like you're going to hit him. Um, first of all, do you know the guy, or is that something that you normally do? Uh, that's something I just started doing, um, this year, uh, just to keep dudes on their toes. You never know. I might, the ball is in the air long enough and, uh, they get down fast enough. I might, uh, <laughs> I might take a shot. <laughs> I just thought it would, I hadn't seen you do that before. And I go, okay, that was kind of cool. I, I, I thought maybe you knew him and you were kind of messing with him. So just had to ask that question. Nah, DJ, um, I love that. Also, I want to thank you for coming out to an event that I host, Please Versus Cancer. You came out last year and, and showed these kids some love. So, um, But, man, let's talk some football. You guys got a room that is full of talent, but they bring in talent, and, and somehow you stay relevant. Man, I love watching what you do. You're probably the most versatile running back in that room when it comes to kickoff return get down covering punts and kickoffs has that always been a part of your game to be extremely versatile i know you started at miami as a receiver if i'm not mistaken um just talk about your versatility and how that's helped you um in the nfl uh i feel like playing multiple positions just kind of helped me uh you know really be a, a plug and play guy um i i like to be a plug and play guy i like to bring value to the team i like to help the team win and um yeah man just growing up you know, play playing a ton of different positions just kind of helped me help me fit into my role here with the, with the Seahawks. So I'm I'm blessed to have like all the coaches that I had in the past, and in Miami I had like Coach Dugan as my receiver coach and uh, Coach Todd Hartley, who's won the multiple national championships with uh with Georgia now. But yeah, man, I I just I just kind of attribute my success to to really my parents, Scott, and, and the coaches that that I had in the past. What's remarkable, here you are, DJ, in your fourth year, and you are the old man in that room, <laughs> and which is kind of weird to say. But, you know, look, Pete puts an emphasis on, on leadership. So talk about that role for you, because, you, look, you got K-9 second year. You obviously got uh, Charbonnet in his rookie year. You know, what's that like for you in this role? Uh, just, just knowing, you know, knowing the dynamic of the room, uh, you know, nine is, is the lead dog and, um, you know, we all just follow behind him. And so, uh, yeah, man, just, just being a, a shoulder for them to, to lean on and, uh, you know, when they need my help, I, I help out the best way I can. And like you said, I'm the oldest in the room and I, I just try to set the example every day. Not, not necessarily it being uh, verbally, but 
just just how I work and how I come to work every day and, and try to be the best pro possible. DJ, I was a returner back in my day, and the return game was in full effect. Nowadays, it seems like they're trying to eliminate it. Do you ever just have the urge sometimes to say, you know what, I'm taking this thing out five yards deep in the end zone. Let me see if I can get busy. Nope, never. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, heck, nah. I, uh, you know, it, it just comes down to knowing who you are, man, and knowing knowing what the scheme of, of the the return is and sometimes our scheme you know i can i can take one four deep or three deep and uh you know five might be pushing it but uh yeah man just just knowing the scheme of of the week and uh just trusting Izzo and trusting the guys to to execute and then i shoot i got the easy easy job all right, so we got about a thousand people here listening in, in front of us right now. Big twelves, man. Every every Thursday night, we need to get you down here. Thank you. Yep. And can man, you? I don't. I know it's it's. Look, the, you know the twelves, man. They don't play. I mean, they are they're 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 supporters. Look, that second half against the Rams, you, you throw it away. But can you try to articulate? What you guys did, what that was going on there, and how you guys made that transformation to last week, which was so efficient. It was, it was you know, it's, it's what we're used to. What was the biggest difference from that Detroit game to the Ram game for you? Uh, I think it was really everybody trusting each other uh, coming, coming back uh, from that loss. You know, we all just kind of, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like Seahawks football. And, um, you know, Bobby got us up one day uh, in practice last week and said we can't feel sorry for ourselves. You know, yeah, we dropped the game, but a game that we really didn't want to drop, especially at home. And uh, he just got us up and, and said we can't feel sorry, and we just went back to work, trusting each other, and uh, just we just kind of really went to work on uh, on winning our one-on-ones. And that's what it, it really came down to, having fun, Bringing the energy because we felt like our energy was down. Just bringing the energy, bringing bringing the passion that that the twelves love to see at Lumen, and uh, yeah, we just we just took it to Detroit and you know kind of kind of took it and ran with it. And hopefully we can you know do our thing this Sunday. All right, DJ, I need some info, inside information. I'm not gonna ask you about scheme or nothing, but every Thursday, um, my co-host Stacy and I we do a show from the VMAC. And we show up around 9 o'clock. And our room is right next to the meeting room. And it is the loudest meeting room I've ever experienced in my <laughs> life. Through the walls, the music is bumping. Y'all are cheering. What's going on in that room at 9 o'clock in the morning? I can't, I can't give you too much, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of lock-in. Like, we, we're always locked in, but it's, I like to call it the, the mix between, you know, juice juice and focus so it's a focus juice and uh yeah man we come in we love on each other you know you get film shown pete talks the vets talk and uh yeah man we we play a little hoop you know and uh we kick it man we we kick it we have fun and that's what this game is about and that's what this team was founded on it was built on having fun and and winning freaking football games What's what? What's your jumper like, DJ? You say you shoot hoop. <laughs> Every football player think they can hoop. 
What's your jumper like? Nah, see, I ain't, I ain't going to tell you that I could hoop. But I, <laughs> I get the job done. I get it done. That's the hey, I get the job done. And, uh, yeah, I, I got called up to shoot a couple times. You know, I ain't going to tell you my record. But, yeah, you know, I, I hold it down. All right. I think DJ should be playing defense, my man. Cause you know why? Because I know he's D'ing up on people. All right, so DJ, a little, little more on the personal side. So you, you grew up in Georgia. You go to, to Miami. You know, you're down south there, warm weather. Now you got four years in the Northwest. Just, just talk about that experience. I mean, do you, do you, do you hang out here in the offseason? Tell me just what you, you love about the Northwest here. Yeah, I, I spend uh, a good bit of time up here, but... Um... You know, uh, when I got drafted here, folks told me like, "Oh yeah, man, it doesn't snow in Seattle. It doesn't snow, doesn't snow." Every year I've been here for the last few years, <laughs> it snow, it snow, and then it's like, "Dang, I got a big truck, and I'm I'm maneuvering through the city, and a lot of people are stuck on the side of the road, or you know, you see a couple of wrecks, and I'm like, "Dang, I'm not used to this." But being that it's my fourth year, I'm anticipating the snow. I got the snow tires ready, but you know, that's like the only thing that was that was like kind of a culture shock. Just the snow coming from Miami to to Seattle was, you know, that was really the only thing I had to get used to. I'm a truck guy myself, DJ. That's a good move, man. And a good move by the Hawks is keeping you around, man. I love watching what you're doing. Keep contributing, and uh, you enjoy your Thursday night, man. We appreciate you taking time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. All right. That was DJ Dallas, a versatile running back for the Seahawks. When we come back, we'll go around the NFL, talk about some things that's going down. That's next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Dining District of the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Live on air on Seattle Sports. You are listening to Hawks Live. We were just joined by two of the cutest kids in the world. We're both fathers. Ain't nothing like a cute kid. I could be mad all day. Mm. I see a cute kid, I just fall into dad mode and just melt. I'm about to have my second grandchild coming up here in October. Yeah? Oh, man, I cannot wait. Yes, it is. Look, being a grandpa, they always talk about how unbelievable it is. It is. It's so much better. I mean, it's better than they even say, and I, I thought it was going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, my little, my little Lennon, man, she's my, my baby girl. But then I got Talia coming in October 12th. All right. Yeah. All right. Moye. I yes. remember when you were just a dad. I know. Now you're a granddad. I am. Look I'm, a, at, I'm a better granddad than a dad. All right. That's usually how it works, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's I easy. Spoil them you spoil them and then go ahead. She always wants to FaceTime me. Yeah? Yeah. She's like, you know, G-Pops. 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 Yep. All right. Let's take a trip. I'm going to go down to Texas with you and visit your grandbabies. Come on. Let's we, do it. They got some golf. They, they got the new golf course uh, in Frisco, uh, the, the, uh, the PGA of America. It is. Um, so they have these suites now that from your suite, you can hit golf balls in the driving range. Really? Oh, it's unbelievable. We got to go. You buy, I'll, I'll set us up. Gotcha. Yeah. I hear they're building a new Disneyland over there, too, they, in Frisco. They're, they're building something. I can't remember what it is. Is this a football uh, podcast, or are we just talking about well, life Well, I mean, right look, we're going to play the Cowboys. Frisco is where the Cowboys <laughs> have their practice facility, even though they play over in Arlington, which is about an hour drive away from there. But, 
Um, so thanks for making the football connection. I'm here. This is around the NFL segment. Look, what we are is we are we give a little bit to everybody, right? I mean, you can't just all go hardcore football. (laughs) And by the way, uh, for our listeners, uh, Toronto lost to the Yankees. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, my God, this weekend's going to be awesome. We got the Seahawks. We got the Mariners. So this has become a dad podcast, a golf podcast, a baseball podcast, and now we're back to football going around the NFL. So let's start with Justin Fields, man. Justin Fields, this year, in two games, he's completing 59% of his passes. Sorry, 60% of his passes. He has two touchdowns and three interceptions. Now, he was asked um, by reporters, like, what's going on? You know, and uh, he didn't have the right answer. (laughs) He didn't have the right answer. He goes, you know, it could be coaching, he says. Mm. At the end of the day, they're going to do their job when they're giving me a chance to do it, right? He's going to do their job. I, I can't be thinking about that when the game comes around. I prepare myself. He essentially says, look, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but maybe they're not putting me in the right situation. Goodness gracious, you would think he's a rookie in the NFL. You do not talk about your coaches that way. Mm. If anything, you give the boring answer. I'm going to go out there and do my job every day. I'm going to prepare really hard. I trust my guys. My coach is going to put me in the right situation. Once you deviate from the plan, you give us something to talk about. He's got the rock. The play is called, but after that, you know, the canvas is blank. You can go wherever you want with the ball. I've never heard a quarterback or somebody say, oh, you know what, we didn't run enough with our quarterback. You didn't call enough running plays for me. Uh, look, in this league, look, he's a great fantasy uh, football pick, no question about it. But in this game, you got to be able to throw the ball. You're completing 59%, 60% of your passes. You're just not going to win. You're going you're to light up the fantasy board. Uh, I, I, again, I, I'm pulling for him. I like him. I, I, I want him to do well, but I go... I've seen enough. He's just not a good enough thrower, you know. Um, there are guys who are fantastic runners and can throw. But if you can only run and just throw okay, I just don't see that successful. I mean, I go through all the guys who used to run well. I mean, Vic. But Vic could throw the ball. Right. You know, I mean, same thing with uh, Lamar. Lamar can throw the ball. You know, that's just a, an extension. Russell Wilson. Russell could back when way back when he could throw the ball. Uh, not so much anymore. Um but, you know, the, there was a weapon to the running game as well. And so I feel bad for him a little bit. You know, you know maybe they do really need to say, hey, look, we're going to treat you as a college running quarterback and throw it uh, when there's the, the opportunities. Well, he rushed for 1,000 yards last year, and um, they're trying to get away from that. They're trying to make him a traditional NFL quarterback, I think he needs to grow in that sense to where he has to be able to sit in the pocket, diagnose, here's the coverage, my read is one, two to three, check down. But I also think that you can't take away what makes him special. So maybe there's some truth to how the coaches are using him, but you do not talk about your coaches to the media like that. You just don't do it. Just don't do it. Not a good look. And the other thing is, know your strengths, man. Coaches, players, I, 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 we, I brought up Russell Wilson a bit ago. Russell was a really good quarterback for us. When he, when, when he let Pete and the staff say, this is what you're good at. Right. And then all of a sudden, pride gets in the way. And, oh, I got to throw it 40, 50 times a game. You know, I'm like, look, 
How do we win a football game? That's what makes you a great quarterback. So Tom Brady, was he the best thrower in, in history? No. I mean, Aaron Rodgers to me is. But he was the best quarterback in history because he won so many games. He knew his strengths with quick game. He didn't have a deep ball. If all of a sudden he was in a system where we're going to play action all day and throw deep balls, Tom Brady wouldn't have been as successful. Right. So I, I do agree that the coach has got to play to his strengths. But, man, don't be, don't be blaming it on him. you got the rock, man. If you want to go run, audible. <laughs> most, of the Omaha. Plays, most of the plays are RPOs now anyways. Right. You get to decide. Do you want to run it or throw it? So that sounds like a big excuse. Yep, I agree. All right, let's move along. All right. How about these Rams? Are they better than what we thought they were? Mm. I'm looking at the Rams week one. No Cooper Cup. Cam Makers is back. He's gone now. He's in Minnesota. And I'm thinking, okay, Sean McVay, the only thing that kept me humble when it comes to facing the Rams is that Sean McVay is a smart man, and he puts his players in position to have success. And then you have Matthew Stafford, who I think now is for sure a Hall of Fame-type quarterback. Before he got to the Rams, he was one of those guys who was really good, maybe not, um, probably doesn't get the jacket. So what do you think about the Rams? Are they better than what we thought? Um... I, I think we played. Almost, the, and, then, and, then, and then played the Niners pretty tough, too. No, they did. Uh, yes, they're better than we thought. Were they better than, um, are they going to be as good as we played them the first week? No, I don't believe that. I think Sean McVay, if you go look at Sean McVay's body language last year, it was that they were all jovial, right? Right. You know, he started like, I'm calling it. Well, I watched him the last two games. Oh, he's into every play. Mm -hmm. And he is a really good coach. I mean, he finds matchups. He, he creates uh, opportunities for his players as good as anybody in the league. And, and maybe even, and I, I might, maybe the best in the league. He's that good. A Shanahan, unfortunately, they're both in our, our division. Um, so I think that's part of it. There's very few coaches that I think can catapult the team. You've got to still have players. they got players. they just got young. And I believe this is a youth game anyway. So they're good. They're not as good as we play them the first week. I think they'll kind of revert back to that 500 team by the end of the year. But they're a force. Um, you know, we're going to have to play well. We certainly can't play the way we did the second half. First half, I'm telling you, we should have been up 20 to six on them if we just we don't even have to play well just don't play dumb now, let me refer let's don't play not smart <laughs> um and i thought we reversed that against Detroit. if we had to played the way we get against detroit we would beat the rams all right so um i've adopted the jets as like my c team because Aaron Rodgers is gone. That's why. I've adopted the Jets. And I want to see what Zach Wilson can do. And I'm on my show Monday uh, through Friday, 10 to 2. Guys, holler at me if you got a chance. Sorry, the Bump and Stacey show. Hey, I listen. My producer's wife, right there, Brennan Rodgers. Um, and I'm looking at Zach Wilson. And I go, come on, I'm rooting for you, Zach. I'm rooting for you, Zach. Come on, give me something to believe in. Nothing to believe in so far, Moyer. Well, it, I... There's very few, few times I'll admit I was really wrong. Um, when he was coming out, I wanted to trade Russell Wilson for him. I thought he was that gifted. He had such an electric arm. I liked his confidence. You know, you, I mean, it didn't seem false at the time. He's, you know, he's, he's lost his way a little bit, particularly last year. I thought hard knocks showed. I, I, it, the worst thing that happened to him was Aaron Rodgers getting hurt because he could have had two, three years to sit back on him and uh, I'm pulling for him. I, I do like him. He's got an electric arm. Man, I just, I don't know. I, I, I hope it, it turns around for them, though. 
All right. Hope it does. And, uh, man, it's been fun so far. Good three weeks in the NFL coming up. Are we already an hour into this? Already, man. Man, it flies by when you're with friends. Having fun, right? Yeah. Hey, come join us here at Hawks Live at Bellevue Square Center Court where you have a chance to win gift cards from the dining district at the Bellevue Collection. Tonight, they're giving away gift cards to Duke Seafood at the Lake House. Duke Seafood and the Lake House. Dip, two different things. All right. Hey, when we return, hey, we're going to hear from Derek Hall. That's next right here on Hawks Live.